Everybody, get up! Everybody needs to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service, so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep, and she don't know where to find them. Yo, Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. That's right. We're on Long Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. What a day. <laughs> really? We're Just in. Throw right in with no, that. We're in. Uh, I am your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. Who's got like the giggles again? Uh, yeah, I've just been thinking of not that it's unusual. No, um, it really isn't. <laughs> this week we are covering uh, Thor: The Dark World, and I'll be covering About Time, uh, which you did not see. Right. And uh, it kind of works out because I'll probably like let you do most of talking about <laughs> Thor. There's, there's a few <laughs> so things to we'll talk just, about Thor. We'll cut it now. We'll uh, no, I don't really even have to go on uh, a huge amount of time about. About time, um, <laughs> since you since you didn't see it, and that's right. you know that's. The well, gig. I can ask some questions. Um, I, I am going to throw out before we get underway that uh, we are at the point, and I've mentioned this before, but we are at the point where uh, it's getting oddly enough to be something that's counted as award season. It's mm-hmm. sort of like Christmas, you know, every right. year. The stuff shows yeah. up earlier at the stores, and Man, yeah. and every year it's award season it earlier. Are they, are oh they, yeah, are yeah. They coming, yeah. And uh, so we will. What we'll be doing pretty much is uh, we will have to be covering more than one movie per show, right. and that's just how the end of the year goes. Right. We have to get a lot of things in, and so not only will there be uh, probably, you know, more than one of the recent release movies right. that we'll be doing because every awesome award right. movie yeah. has to come out at the end of the year, sure. which is normal. Um, but also we will we will be catching up with some stuff that yeah. we didn't cover. Um, right. Next week we will probably be able to do uh, like Rush maybe and uh, – Ah, there's another one. There's a, there's a there there's a movie is very indie thing called Drinking Buddies. Yeah. Which we will probably cover either next week or the week after. And then, you know, stuff will just be rolling in and we won't be able to catch up with everything right. that has happened the whole year since we only do one movie a week and, you know, 10 come out every week right. depending on how you look at things yeah. and, and uh indie stuff and and everything. But since we can't do everything, what I wanted to kind of throw out is uh, let us know what things you want to make sure that we cover right. that have uh, happened earlier in the year. Because yeah. we missed a few. There are plenty of movies throughout, yeah. throughout the course of the year that, you know, like I said, when you only cover one movie a week on right. the show. Right. And, it, you know, for a year-round thing, that's just going to be how it is. Right. We're not going to see. We're not going to be right. doing more than one. But we will be catching up on a lot of stuff yeah. uh, for the end of the year for lists, for voting, and and all that sort of stuff. So if there are some that you know you 
listen to us all year, as of course you do, right? All of you do. Um, if there are certain ones that stand out as make sure you get to this one yeah. before the end of the year, send us an uh, email and let us know. Or if you have any other any questions about, yeah. you know, this is the time for if you have questions about awards, we won't necessarily get into right. what the winners of things are yet because that'll be its own special show. Right. But but uh, if you want to make sure we, we cover something or, as usual, if you have any questions about stuff that's coming up or movies we're going to cover – uh, you can email us at questions at rescreening.com. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, in February or March, there's no reason for us to double up. We've seen everything in well, the right, at that right, point. Right. But sometimes in the summer when four or five films get released, we, we've doubled up. But right. it's this time of year when we really pick it up. And there are a lot of movies, too, that are, uh, you know, we may, uh, we may catch up with, like, Before Midnight pretty quick, too. Yeah. Um, because that's, you know, that's... Uh, a big thing for me anyway. Cause yeah, me I, I mean, I, 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 love I love the first trilogy. two. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. I love the trilogy. I haven't seen the third one. I don't right. care. I, <laughs> it I doesn't matter. Whole, I love right. the two thirds of it already. So, um, yeah. So as we start going through, but you know, there's also stuff every week. There are several movies, but there are also even above that. There are the movies that only get very limited release right. and all that stuff. So, there's yeah. too many for us to even right. still cover them all. So Some if you want to make sure something gets in, let us know. Yeah, those yeah. last year, those last winter for like the Oscar push, things like Hyde Park on the Hudson and right. I did, even some Anaconda of those didn't even play here, did it or did it? I can't remember if that got. I here. don't think it played. It didn't here. matter. We no, saw it, right. but I mean, like when we start getting those films, and I'm like, this, this is great. Right. Like, that that was people. not that was not the kind of thing that got. Yeah, we never massive. To, you know, four thousand screens and right. everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so that's it for that. But I do want to have it out there that, you know, even by the end of the year, we still won't cover every movie. So oh, if there are yeah. some that people want to, you know, make sure they get our take on, right. let us know. Let us know. Um, so about time. We'll uh, we'll jump into about time. This is... Um, that was a long movie. It's over two hours. I didn't know that. It, it is just over two hours. It is kind of long. Um, it's uh, Richard Curtis, who is uh, Love Actually, Notting Hill, Four Weddings and a Funeral, and it is, you know what kind of movie you're getting. Right. <laughs> I mean, when, like when, when, he, when he comes out with yeah. a movie, you know what realm you're in, yeah, right? Right. And uh, <laughs> it's not quite romantic comedy. And uh, yeah. no, none of his movies are really kind of quite romantic comedy. Exactly. Right. I mean, they're, they're very much in that ballpark. But, but they're a little different. And, and they're not even comedic in in the sense that you think of most romantic comedies that come out right the comedy is a different kind of thing and and this one is is actually very little comedy although there are funny things <laughs> there are funny things in it and as, since you have mentioned before how hard i am to get a laugh at man you are there you are there was there was giggle. there was one where i laughed which out loud weird. a lot well which is and it weird, was hilarious you are not for anybody i mean most of the people listening don't really know you i would hope but you're not a like horrible sense of humor guy you got a good sense of humor it's just right. hard to get it like really coming out of you and, and you know it's it's just movies i think yeah. I, I i don't know why right. but even movies even the movies that i think are hilarious right yeah, but but still, really, I I don't, don't really like up. laugh no, yeah, out really loud at them, right? Um, e, you know, even like uh, Caddyshack and like Stripes yeah, right. and you know movies like that. I think that they're hilarious, right? But 
you know, even when I like watched them the first time and stuff, I didn't, I, I don't like laugh out loud. At yeah. it. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, but this one did have a couple of moments and, and it's not that funny a movie really, but yeah. it's, I mean, not, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just, it's not trying to be that right. funny really, but there were a couple moments where I was laughing out loud. Um, so the story is that it's, uh, it, it's the kind of love story of a guy who can travel back in time within his own life. And this, you know, that's like the trailer gives you kind of Bill Nye. He is, is his dad and they're a strange family. Right. And that's kind of, it's weird that the trailer kind of runs with, well, we're a weird family and then talks right. about how they're a weird family, which is kind of the opening setup of the movie too, is, is him describing why his family is strange. Right. And then we find out that they can travel in time. That's not the strange thing about them. They're strange anyway. They're just they just happen to be able to move. Right. And it's uh, the the men in the family can travel in time. Right. And so on his twenty first birthday, his his dad tells him we have to have the talk. Right. And he's going, What's going on? And, you know, he's like, just like my father told me on my 21st birthday or whatever. And so he like tells him how you do it. Yeah. And you know, uh, the guy is naturally kind of going, yeah, yeah right. uh, this, sure, is, this is an interesting joke, dad or yeah. whatever. Right. And then he does it and you know, and he really can, he can go back uh, to any point in his own life. He can't travel anywhere else. Right. And really it's uh, it's kind of this movie special time travel that it, this is, this is not the first time you've ever seen this in a movie. Um, but it's, you know, really you can just go back to you and right. be yourself again and redo things that you've done. It's, yeah. it's not even like you, you know, I don't know, go and go back in time and do something else somewhere else in the world or anything. Right. It's just your own life. You're just, you're just bouncing around in your own life and you can, uh, you know, kiss the girl that you, Ch- chickened out a kissing yeah. or you know whatever and see what happens but with you that. can't buy like microsoft stock or win the like lottery or anything uh, you know apparently you can it's kind of interesting they talk about that weird movie. Yeah, they would... they talk about that a little bit when uh dad is explaining it yeah and and his dad is telling him you know do things that really are interesting for your life or something. Yeah. And he's like, so what do you want to do? And he, and his son says, well, make a lot of money. Right. And his dad starts telling them the story about other members of their family who have basically done that, yeah. who have used it to be really wealthy, which now leads to dad, I guess maybe has like inherited money too or right. something. And, and they're not hurting for money. They're not like, super rich or anything, but, 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 uh, he, he talks about how there are these certain family members who have done either like, you know, I don't know the just making a bunch of money route to life or whatever. And basically his dad tells him, um, you know, there's, there's no unhappier person you ever want to meet. Oh, right. And what an easy way to try to corrupt the film. And uh, what people would do is just be like, right. well, you could do it, but you'll be miserable. So don't bother. Right. Like, we've all figured it out. for. And uh, I, I think the implication basically is uh, what happens is when you go back in, in, in time and change things, certain things will change. And 
like I said, they explain things a little bit, but one of the things I actually like about the movie is that there's a lot of stuff it doesn't explain. Right. There's a lot of stuff that it just goes, we'll show you what happens, you can figure out what we mean by that. Right. And, and, and that's really great, and yeah. you don't get that enough no, for right. me. Uh, but anyway, he, he kind of talks about how, so you go back in time and you change something, and then you come back forward, right? You don't have to like live through yeah, your life all over again, again right? Right. Uh, because that would be that would be that would hell. be not that's the not fun a, that's not version, a right? Version. That's the hell version, <laughs> right? So, um, so then you come back, and it, like his dad kind of tells him, for the most part, everything else will stay the same too, right? And it depends on what you do, and and what kind of a giant change you might be making, or something like if right. you go back in time and decide to run away from ever meeting the person who became your girlfriend, right. then maybe a fair amount of things would be different. Yeah. But if you're just doing like little other things, whatever. And he says, you know, he says something about we haven't managed to like break down the structure of society by our meager little life changes right. or whatever. And so they kind of, you know, address things like that. But he does kind of imply that there are certain things that if you did them, then when you come back the other side, then maybe a lot of stuff's different. Like, you know, going back and, and getting stock would be like, I guess, one way of making money or whatever. Right. But there's, there's sort of an implication in the movie that uh, if you're the sort of person who wants to go back and just become rich, right. then once you travel forward in time, you have sort of done lots of things that, that sort of jerk person that would do or, you know, something right. like that. And then now all of a sudden you're not in a fun life and yeah. you have a lot of money. And unless you're going to live your whole life again, right. Then you can't really control that sort of stuff. And so, I don't know, it's very complicated, but in a way it does actually yeah. sort of make a bit of sense. And, um, Anyway, I haven't given my rating for this. I totally right. forgot about yeah, that. Since, yeah. since we're not, uh, since, since we weren't both doing it, right? You're off, you're off your rhythm. <laughs> I, I, I was, I was off my rhythm for the rating. My rating is five stars. Yeah. And uh, as <laughs> as I was telling you before, it was funny last night when uh, you showed up because I saw this without you just before we just saw before we saw Thor. Thor, and you know I knew you were going to ask me what sure. I thought of hey, it. Obviously, right? And. Um, so it's it's a, a complicated answer that I gave to you, and it's a more complicated answer to try to explain to other people. Right. But um, like I said before, if somebody asked me what the best movie is, yeah, I don't even know if this would actually be in like you know the top ten or right. or or whatever. I don't I don't even know right now until, yeah. <laughs> until I like look at a lot of other movies and let it sink in. Yeah you know, where exactly it is on the grand chart of best movies ever. But this is my favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is my the, my favorite movie that I've ever seen. Yeah. It it was, for one thing, like I told you, it was almost like you just made it for me. Yeah. It, it, was, right. it was like if I had Richard Curtis on the phone right. and said, just, This is what I want to see right. and how I like, yeah. And, it, you know, it was so good. And, and uh, everyone in it was incredible yeah and one of the things that i really love about the movie and i can't remember the name of the guy who's the star right now the uh, main guy tom helgleason yeah yeah no that's not it no no he's somebody else i think is uh, that it yeah maybe it's it tom helgleason tim yeah tim that is it yeah okay 
an interesting name. Um, and uh, and who is it? Rachel McAdams. Yeah. And uh, and Bill Nye's in it. And everyone who's in it. Bill Nye's in every film like this. I know. Even if it's not done by Richard Curtis, I know. he's just he's, he's there. But he's like in everything he's too. I, I he's mean, in every movie. I don't ever get sick of seeing him. I love him. In I, and I think it's funny because half the time he has something in his contract that like half the movies he's in, he has to be in so much makeup that you don't know it's him right. or yeah. something. But yeah. he's in like everything. Uh, but anyway, everyone is so great, and what I thought was awesome about this movie was actually casting of, of the guy Tim, yeah. because you could easily want uh, a better-looking guy. Not that, you know, not that uh, he's you, not good-looking or whatever. Right. right. You could very easily want to make this movie with someone who's, you know, just going to draw people in right. for who they are or, you know, because they're... And it... It would kind of play with the movie anyway because a lot of a, a lot of what he does. So he has this talk with his dad, right? And so then he's like, "Well, um, I guess if I could get a girlfriend, right. then that right. would be good, That'd right? Be awesome. And uh, if, if I could somehow use this to help me get a girlfriend, right? Then then that would be a good thing. And if he were a much better looking guy who could just easily get a girlfriend, then that would be a different right. movie anyway, right? So it's good casting just from that point of view, but he is so good. Yeah. And there are a lot of crazy emotions and things that he has to be able to deliver. Yeah. As you might imagine, he does, you know, he he actually meets a girl at one point. And then uh for you know, I won't give away all the circumstances of what happens in the movie, but th- at some point a little bit after he meets her, he feels kind of compelled to go back in time to a different thing to do that night. Right. And then goes, oh, and then he doesn't have her number anymore because he never met her. Yeah. And now he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know her last name. He had her number. Right. Now he's got nothing, and now he's got to try and find her. Yeah, <laughs> and he's right. got to try and meet try and meet her so again. So he can't go back in time a second before that, and cha- he's really got to live with those those small consequences. Those little well, things. well, because what it is is that uh, it, he had he he basically had to do something else during the exact time, time frame right. so that he met her. Yeah, so he didn't meet her. Yeah, I like that. I like the <laughs> so. metaphor of that, which is like what you said is explained there. It's not like we typically don't go back and change anything in our own lives that affects the entire world. Right. And that basically is like, look, we're not all that, like what we affect is our world, you know, on our own little missed opportunities. Like what you really wanted was you should have asked that girl at the coffee shop, not I should have played these megabucks numbers. Right. Right. You know, and I like the sense that if you had a time machine, you don't really get to be a powerful God. You just are like, I wonder if my life would be a little different if I had the nuts to ask that girl that day. Right, right. And you find out you'd asked her out, you went out twice, nothing really changed. Like right. you're basically still this person. You just don't have that small regret. Like that's actually, even out of the film, whether or not that happens in the film, I love that idea. Right. Which is you really in your own ecosystem of your life and your history you're pretty much who you are because of the choices you make. And even these big regrets that you think are big are not really that big. Right. And when you get the chance to fix them, you're pretty much the same cat anyway. It doesn't right. really matter. But. Right. And then, uh, so, so then he, he ends up being with Rachel McAdams. And, right. And, Good choice. And, uh, and it, it's a very cool scene when they first meet. And it's a very cool part of the film that basically we, we undo all that. Oh, okay. You know, because he meets her, right. then that's gone. Yeah. And 
And what's interesting is that uh, he still has it, you know, but she doesn't now. Right. But he still, like, knows the conversation they had, yep. knows uh, how much he liked her and all this stuff. And now he, you know, there are a couple of cute tricks where now he knows things to say to her. Right. Like, like Groundhog's Day. He, kind of, right. You, know, you, know, you do it over and over again. You're right, pretty much right. sure. I can guarantee you <laughs> that you're going to dig me in five minutes. Right, Watch right. This. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's uh, fun stuff that happens uh, like that, but even uh, more interesting, and there, like any Richard Curtis movie, there are a lot of things going on. There's a ton and, of And there's, there's a lot yeah. of angles happening and all that. Although more focused than most, probably, but still, he's got his uh, very interesting thing that he does with his dad, and now, you know, you've got son and dad who both can do this right and then you have like at some points uh something will happen and the son's like yeah that was good enough you know right. whatever and the dad goes yeah i'm gonna do that again <laughs> and and now and yeah. then the son is stuck with the fact that his dad is rewriting right their, their history. history yeah right and and you can't do anything about it except you remember them both, right? <laughs> and you've this all way got lies it, it's, madness. right? It's, yeah. it's so it's and crazy. And that's the other lesson too. It's yeah. crazy, but it's it's very interesting. Um, but then also, when you've got dad who's been doing this forever, yeah. And if you kind of think about it, if you go back and you do like go through the whole day again right. or something. Now all of a sudden you're like way older than you are, right. you know? I mean, yeah. And so, you know, dad is wiser than he Should even be. even yeah. ought to be, right. and so you've got both of them kind of playing off of each other and eventually towards the end of the movie you start getting um now that the son has like kind of had a lot of experience with it. Yeah. Then dad kind of drops this big bomb on him that's like the secret of happiness. Right. And it's like, okay, so now you can do this and and now I'll tell you how to really do it. Right. And I won't even, you know, tell you what right. the Don't I, 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 I won't give that away or anything, but and then at the very end, then the son goes, I think I've even managed to figure out a way to go one better than right. what my dad oh, thinks right. is the secret. And, and at the end, it's really awesome. That's cool. And, and, you know, like uh, I was telling you last night, what I think is really great about this is even though this is clearly not uh, going to ever be the first movie someone thinks of when you say sci-fi, right. because it, it couldn't hardly be less sci-fi except yeah. that it's got time travel and right. it is. Well. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, the time traveler's wife. Right. That's hey, man, it's sci fi. Right. I'm I'm calling <laughs> I'm calling out the technicalities right. and right. saying it is whatever. But what this what this movie has and what this story has is what I love best about sci fi. And that is that it's throwing something at you that can't really happen because I have a way to talk about how the real world is using that. And right. and it's Richard Curtis doing a brilliant job of making, making that, that come together. And I, I think it's pretty cool too that, uh, you know, love actually is good movie. It's, yeah, I, it's it not, it's not, rap. it's not my favorite. It takes a rap because it was so popular. It was like, it's got kind of like funny. a, it's got kind of like a backlash yeah. that happened to it where it's too saccharine and too it, it was not cool to like yeah. it. Right. For it's a good. while or whatever, but it is good, but it's, you know, it's not my favorite, but 
it is good, and Notting Hill's okay, and I, I love Four Weddings and a Funeral, mm-hmm. although it also is not a movie that I need to watch over and over again. Right. But what I love is that Richard Curtis, as much as people already love his movies, I, I think is really progressing yeah. in, in his ability to like de- cool. deliver the story that he's trying That's to. Cool. Because uh, you know, if you look at Four Weddings and a Funeral, I don't think that did exactly what he hoped it would do yeah. Even though it was really good and yeah. people loved it, but I think there was like there was actually another place he was trying to get you even yeah. more, and I don't think he could do it at the time. And right. now he can, and right. now he's got a different movie where he does it. And I was going to say I thought Love actually kind of did everything he wanted, but maybe that's not even maybe that's not yeah the way it goes. maybe it, it it might have because I think it is it's one of those movies where it it's good enough. It's, yeah, right. I, I just don't think – I think that might be a case where, as opposed to Four Weddings and a Funeral, where he's succeeding at what he's trying to do. He's just not trying to do the same thing right. As, right. as he was, I think, in Four Weddings and a Funeral and certainly in this one. It's funny. Like, it, when you said that to me last night, I didn't think of it until after I'd already gone home. Uh, and, again, you saw About Time last night early evening and we saw Thor last night in right. three, let's get this out of the way, not to transition yet, right. but we saw it in 3D, the late No, show. we can be done, that's enough about it. Well, it's funny, you know, I, as soon as you said that and as I'm driving home last night, I remember about a week ago, a friend of mine in uh, Toronto, and he must have seen an, an early version of it, he made this random Facebook post that was like, about time is the best film I've seen all year, five stars. Right. And he's not one um, that tends to be sarcastic or, you know, full of hyperbole you know, anything like that. But I thought, man, what? Uh, what? Right. What do you, you're up late screwing around like this must and, really and, suck. And, you know, the thing and is, thought, too, is that you watch the trailer, you know it's Richard Curtis. Mm-hmm. It looks fun. Yeah. It looks like, hey, I like Love Actually, and sure. this will be a thing that I'll, be in that vein. I'll like. But you, it doesn't look like what you're going to do is say something like, this is the best this film the, I've well, seen all my, year. This is my right. favorite film. Now. Right. You know, so... And I remember when I went home, I looked up, because it wasn't that long ago, I looked at his account, looked at his post, and it was there as I remembered it. I wonder if I was, like, misremembering it because of just having the conversation with you. And a couple people were like, really? Which one is that? And I looked to make sure it was the same one, and it was. And he would say, uh, I'm not going to ruin it, but it surprised the hell out of me, and it was amazing. Right. And I was like, two of my friends are like, (laughs) this is the thing for them now. Like, what's going on? So it's... It's on just a pure curiosity level now. One I want to see. Why? But I, I like right. you know I like Curtis's films and I'm a you know who doesn't like to watch Rachel McAdams? Right. Handle time. And she and... is she is really good in this, and I think she is almost a person that somehow has kind of gotten like a mini backlash of her own, yeah. where there are people out there who just want to not like her because they don't like what movie she's in right. or they don't want to like what movie right. she's in. And so they're going, Oh yeah, she's just, you know, it's almost like if, uh, five years ago she had started making like a huge run of lifetime movie network movies right. or something. And people would go, Oh yeah, she's, she's over I know or somebody that doesn't whatever. like her for that. They're like, she's always in a lifetime movie. Right. You know, and I'm like, I actually really like Rachel McAdams, like not just to look at her, but I think she's talented and I think right. she can do a bunch of stuff. But I think she gets used to like this supporting wife role, 
and then she's like in these one time travel film after another. Right. I, I think she brings a certain amount of baggage. And, and you know, at her that way. one of the things about this movie too, and we will move on to Thor very quickly, but one of the things, especially with her, because for whatever reason, uh, for the guy, for uh, Donald Gleason, yeah. I, I feel like um, I'm not that surprised that he's really good in this. Yeah. Because uh, even though he has tricky things to do, I feel like this is almost like written for him. Like yeah. if you look at things he's done before, he can do really spot on comedic timing yep. and he has, you know, abilities, right? And Rachel McAdams, not to take anything away from how good she is or anything, but there's a lot of stuff she has to do and she has to do a lot of funny stuff and yeah. be funny about it. But the thing that I think really pushes this movie for me over the edge is that both of them, I believe everything they do. Yeah. And this is a really hard movie to do that. It's almost sort of like, uh, since we just mentioned before midnight and it's in my right. head, right. it's like before sunrise. When you first watch before sunrise, if that was other people in that movie, you wouldn't believe they talk like that right. or, or that those are the things that they would say. And this movie has a lot of, uh, you know, they're both very playful and they both have, you know, very kind of comedic banter yeah. with each other, even when they're on their first date, when they're on their first date again, yeah. when they're on a <laughs> right. different first well, date, you know? You know? Yeah, that's a, what a, I'm curious to see it for just that alone, because that actually takes a real actor to pull that off, because you actually have to have the same first date again, but different. Right. And it's got to be the chemistry. Like you, As an actor, you have that chemistry with whoever you're on set with, but you have to have that in a different way every time. Like right. And, and just I, a little I, I will give... That's a tricky gig, man. It, That's a hard job. It is. And I, I will give something away. Um, uh -oh. it, it's not a big deal. It's it, just their it, first first date. It's not like okay. a surprise or a big right. deal or anything like that. But their first first date they have like on accident because he goes with one of his guy friends yeah. to one of these restaurants where, you know, you eat in the dark. It's like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's completely, it's completely right. black in there and they just sit you next to people. Yeah. And you have to talk to them. And right. that's basically, it's not even like their first date. It's like when they meet, really. Right. Um, and it kind of turns into a first date because they're there for a long time and they're hitting it off and everything. And so it kind of like becomes a first date. Right. And so all, the, all they do is talk. You see like the black that's really it, funny. in the restaurant and, yeah. and you just hear them. And there are little things like, you know, the the silverware has like tiny little lights on it that, don't really light anything up, but yeah. you can see Just where they are, them, right? right? Yeah. And and that's like we get the whole thing. And it you know, it fast forwards like we don't sure. watch every single minute of it. But they're like playful with each other in a way that you could pull off when you're in the dark and you don't care. Right. It's like you could yeah. be a little bit different in yep. your personality. Right. And and then they lose that one. Yep. <laughs> and then he finds out uh, later when he finally finds her again, he finds out she has a boyfriend and he finds out that she just got uh, like a week ago or something. Right. Yeah. And he finds out when they met and they met at this party at someone's house or whatever. And he, he, he gets like details and like she hated the party and thought it was boring. And then this guy showed up and then 
they whirlwind weak romance. Right. So he goes to the party and gets her to leave with him before that guy shows up. Right. And then they go and have like their first date. Right. But they sort of have like he he's got like the end to her where he goes. She's like this if she wants to be. Yeah. You know, if I can like get, get it out, out of her, her right? Out of her, right. And and then he he does and she's right. you receptive know. to it and But excited. the thing is is that they are so kind of, you know, this is just not how everyone you know talks all the time to everyone. Right. These are real characters who are specific people, I guess. Yeah. And you actually believe them right. in it. And and like I said, it's sort of like Before Sunrise because you mix up the people playing those roles and you just wouldn't believe them. Right. It, it takes a certain person to be that kind of yeah. chatty character in right. a movie where there's a lot of talking for you to go, you know, to write dialogue for that kind of a character where you believe that's what they said. Yeah. I mean, and those scenes that are expositions and long and you have like, you have to believe that conversation would really happen. Right. You know, and that's, yeah. That's and, and too. especially with a movie that's over two hours and with them, yeah. you know, going back and forth and a lot of it being talking, right. a lot of the movie is just kind of talking to each other. There are so many opportunities where you go, I don't believe anyone talks like that. I don't believe she would say that. Right. Uh, you know, there's lots of levels, right? right? Once you establish the character, then you still have to. And and yeah. the movie does it all brilliantly. Yeah. So, oh, that's great. Well, anyway, that's so surprise, go man. see that. If you knew that that was going to be your favorite film and a five star film, we would have seen that as well. Like over Thor, like that would have been the that would have been the show for the week, wouldn't it? Uh, well, I would have for yeah, sure. Right. I, well, I would have said yeah. this. Uh, yeah, I would have said this is what we're doing. Yeah. But you know what? Because um, you would never have put money on that a month ago. You would have been no, like, oh, yeah, that's not happening. No, not not ever. And funny. even even like I said, liking Richard Curtis movies, yeah. I, I like Love Actually. It's good enough. My wife loves it yeah. and, and watches it all the time. Yeah. And I'm okay with having to watch it once in a while, yeah. but it's it's not my favorite, and right. and it's uh, it is kind of like you were saying, you know, it it is a little sugary for me. Sometimes and, they're and, a little, it's a little saccharine, but it doesn't pretend that it isn't going to be. Like right. I love that he's like, right. this is the story I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you this way. Exactly. And right. people that love that love it, and I I think it's a great film. Yeah. Even uh, even when people I were think, bashing the hell out of it, I'm like, it's not that bad. It's I really, think it's I really think fun. it's funny when you go back and look at. The timetable of stuff like that, you know, years later where, you know, there was for a long time, it's almost sort of like uh, Zero Dark Thirty, you know, for a while, everyone loved it and it was the greatest thing ever. And then finally, there kind of became like some backlash to it and everything. And Love Actually was sort of the same, like for a while, it was huge. Yeah. And everyone loved it, and everyone was forcing everyone they knew to go no, see it. Yeah. And eventually it was almost like a kind of a Spice Girls thing, you know, where right. it's like they sold a billion records, but no one will admit to <laughs> ever having, having liked one. them, right? Yeah. And it just, I don't know, it was just, yeah. it, it became cool to not like it, it or whatever. Not, and yeah. so then for a while it was it got Popular. a pretty serious backlash. Yeah. But anyway, so that's that so, movie. All right, what do you give Thor? Uh, okay, so Thor: The Dark World. Um, I suppose we don't even need to tell anyone anything about we that, right? I mean, it's be, Thor because right. if you don't know what it's about, yeah, we'll, we'll, it, this is an easy <laughs> one. Then go find the trailer, right? Right. Uh, you know, I thought about this one for a long time, and okay. I usually don't 
I usually don't have any, like, wavering at all. Yeah, you don't, typically. Uh, I usually walk out of the movie, and I'm, <laughs> I might vary a lot on, uh, especially because this is supposed to be the instant reaction, right? Right. Even for, uh, you know, when it's the next day, or even when we, when we do the show, like, right after, I might vary a little bit on, uh, well, maybe I appreciate this part of it a little yeah. more than I thought I did, or but, something like yeah. that. And I might, I might change. Like if we waited a week to do the show, right? The things I say might be different, but the star rating would probably be the same, right? Right. Because we've done that usually, right? It's been almost the same rating. It's just been right. kind of soft a little on that now. Usually, as soon as I walk out, I, I know what my star rating is going to be. We weren't be, even right? out of the chair when you said what you said to me. But anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, but this one, I really kind of did actually go uh, back and forth, not a huge distance right. in, in stars, but what happened in a weird way was at one point, I wanted to be one star. Yeah. Wow. And at another point, I wanted to be two stars. Yeah. And, and I think what happened was, for some reason, and it doesn't make any sense, yeah. and, you know... Star ratings are all made up nonsense anyway. Yeah. We, you know, so anyway. it's, it's not like it it means anything, right? But for some reason, two stars was just too close to average for me. I I thought well, about sure. I thought about two stars for a long time, yeah. and I said, but that's just right next to average, yeah. and I just don't want to call this even that close to average. Mm. So I think really one star is a little too harsh. Right, and I can't do I can't do star. two stars, I'm a half so star. I'm pretty much one and a half stars. Wow. But I I really did. It was very strange. I really did waffle between one and yeah. two for a long time. Going, it's funny that I could your... see this, I could see that, yeah. and and actually at one point I really kind of questioned myself on whether or not this was average, because for me average is pretty bad, and for yeah. some people average means it's okay, and yeah. you know people even. Once, you know, it's bad enough that everybody makes up how they get to their star ratings anyway. Right. But from the other side, people see star ratings in very different ways, too. And a lot of people will look at something and go, oh, well, average. Average isn't so bad. I see average movies, and I like them okay. Right. <laughs> but for me, average means actually kind of bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> which, which is weird because the average movie should actually be okay, that's what it should be, right? That's right. what that should mean. But for me, the average movie is not that good. Okay. I mean, See, I there are too that. many movies. I always, yeah, I, and I get that. You can't control the output of that. But for me, an average film is the kind of film that, you know, when you want to just go to a popcorn film or you just want to rent something, you know, I know we're dealing with theatrical releases, but average right. is something that doesn't really, you're never going to go out and seek it when it becomes available on DVD. You're not gonna like lament and hate whoever suggested it to you. Like you're just like when it's it was like fun time. when it's like on your wish list. And right. uh, you know, like shout out actually right now for no reason. And you know, they're not giving me any money or anything. But Ginny, right. uh, if you happen to be familiar with that J I N N I website, that's this whole movie recommendation weird right. thing. Uh, the app just came out for that, and I've oh, I've cool. been like addicted to all like over. rating movies on oh, that to see that what out. it will recommend for me and all that. Those services are always really funny. Like, <clears> I remember <throat> we're digressing for a sec, but I remember when Netflix did that, and you would rate a bunch of things, and it would say we think you would like this based right. on what you would say. And I remember for a while there, my friend Joe and I we were comparing, like, man, Netflix really knows us, right? And then it made a 
a couple like really bad and then all and I'm like, you think I would like right. that? Like I hate I'm, that. I'm not talking you to don't you anymore. Me at all. We're broken up. Right. Like, I'm done with you. But um, but but anyway, on the uh, Ginny thing, like, so I've been messing with that, and it is it is weird the recommendations that you get. Yeah. But it's also like it will kick back things at me and go. Because it has like we think you would rate this this yeah we think you would re- give this movie this rating and it recommends a bunch of average movies and I'm like but average is <laughs> you've got a thing with average but anyway I do well I I thought it was it, it's funny that you came around that way because I didn't think it was much better than average but I thought it was a little better than average oh really yeah for me because I didn't well I didn't just see That's my favorite we, film right before it. <laughs> right. I didn't have the benefit of seeing a five star right. film right before it okay yeah so that could you came in. All that high could and drag it all down. Unless yeah. Rachel McAdams appeared at Thor's arm, you know, you were probably like, whatever, two yeah. stars. See, so, and, and the weird thing for me too, on that note, anyway, uh, the rating that I give it, I, I don't know if I have. This is one of those times where you know, when you're coming up with your star rating, it's like, so I have this many good things I want to say about it. Yeah. So it's bumping it up this much, or there are this many things I hate about it. So detract that many stars for that. And this is a movie like, I don't exactly have a lot of bad things in some sense. I just don't have any good ones. I I thought, for me, this is really weird. So I'm about two and three quarters. I'm not quite three stars, but I'm more than two and a half. So I'm I'm cutting the distance there. I demand to be more than two and a half. I'm just two and three quarters. But... For me, this film would have been three and a half if a couple very small changes had happened. And they're not these, like what you're saying, they're not huge things. They weren't enormous detractors. But they were, they were bothersome. Like when I think about the film and I'm like, this is what I really liked and this is what I really enjoyed, I immediately start thinking of like, well, what didn't I like? And these things pop up real quick. And it's, and it's stuff that slows the film down for me. Like there's this whole... Okay, so Thor is back again after the Avengers. He's taking care of business. Right. On it, all, it all this becomes easy, so complicated when we have to talk about it. It, it, it all every next movie becomes right. so complicated. You know, everyone has to go. Well, you were in New York, right? Yeah. Because well, we can't pretend that never happened. And we talked about this briefly because we were talking about the TV show Agents of Shield. Yeah. And my feeling is everything pre Avengers and including Avengers is really for the most part great. Yeah. Um, everything afterwards has been just dominoes falling has in the trouble. Like yeah. it's it's kind of in the same idea, but it's not hitting the same way it should have been. Thor is back on Asgard and he's trying to fix a bunch of stuff that's gone wrong since, you know, his absence in New York. And one of the things he's trying to do is there's a celestial event called the Convergence, which has all the nine realms and the known universe aligning for this one particular moment, this one particular place. There's a bad guy, a dark elf, who wants to take advantage of that, get this great power, and end everything. Right. There's, there's your plot. And, and in, a so, very, in a very strange way, though, because he wants to destroy the universe in, he wants to put it, it back in, in some darkness. sense, yeah. except that actually he doesn't, because yeah. he wants to go back to the way the universe used to be before, before there was a universe. Right. Yeah. So he's got a really? weird... Really? Well, there, <laughs> what does thing, that mean? I, I, I had heard grumblings about this, and I kind of see it now that we'd seen the movie... Um, and it doesn't necessarily wholly reflect it because the film by itself, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna compare it to something that I don't really like in a minute to maybe make it make more sense. That'll but be good. There were a bunch of reshoots done. Uh, Chris Eccleston, who Doctor Who fans know, was the Doctor from one point. He's the Dark Elf Malekith, and 
his story was pretty much gut gutted. Like there was a whole bunch of his stuff along the way that was just removed. So he's kind of like your average villain insert put on bad right, makeup. Right. Go get him. And they were having so much fun with Loki because his chemistry with Thor was so good. They added more scenes to him. So there was right. like this weird balance. And the film really works best when Loki's in it. Like yeah. he actually brings this character and this charisma. The irony of that is maybe the villain would have worked better if you'd left him in longer. Like right. you, you kind of undercut him. If and we could have had some scenes. to a background scene. Right. So, but some of the stuff before I compare it to what I'm going to compare it to, some of the stuff that was really easily fixed is it just drags the movie down. Like, there's this big thing. We get to see Natalie Portman again as Jane Foster. We get to have this big buildup of tension when she finally sees Thor. Like, where have you been? It's been a couple of years. I saw you were on TV. Why didn't you swing by? I know your hammer swings. You right, know, like, right. No metaphor there. But, you know, I know you can come by. Why didn't you? And there's this thing that's glossed over and very easy. But before we get to that point, there's all this stuff about trying to get us into her life again. And, and I love... Um, oh God, what's his name? He played Richard, uh, Chris O'Dowd. Yeah, and I know you love Chris O'Dowd. Oh yeah, and he's not bad in the scenes he's in. No, he's not. But, but it's he's, fifteen minutes of wasted time. It, in this it movie. is, and in and, and that moment, and he's barely there. It's almost like why have him at all when I he's agree. when he's barely there. He's I mean, in it. He's in this like this kind of guy who is, um, you know, maybe she's starting to date again, and he's been put up with her somehow. Right. I, it, it doesn't matter. He's just there as a foil to maybe make a joke later because Thor's like dinner right you're having dinner with you know that kind of thing it's a waste and it totally distracts from the film and for about 15 minutes total that's unnecessary strangely enough you take that out of this film and just do like one minute tweak like if josh and josh whedon did rewrites on this film you just take him out and you put somebody talented in like that and you get what you want out of her in a minute and a half the film goes up a half star for me like all the wasted time. There's a, the the earlier parts of the film the have with, huge dragging parts. With Stellan Skarsgård, even even more than that too. But right. there there's other parts, and uh, that drags on for a long time where we have no point to it ultimately. Yep. But then the the next kind of you know swing yep. is they start investigating yep. strange readings coming out, yep. and that is really like three minutes of movie that they made almost 20. Yeah. And, and that to. part too is yep. like, uh, this is, at some point I'm watching that going, really? Right. Am I really still and watching I understood this? why one of your criticisms were, was that you were just bored. Yeah. Like I get that because these moments, like the whole Stellan Skarsgård, um, Dr. Selvig stuff that he does, he's running around naked at Stonehenge because we got to commit him because he's got to have this right. funny moment with Stan Lee, who I hate. Right. And then he finally gets freed. All of this story is like 20 more minutes of right. just unnecessary bogging down. And i got to tell you, right now, for a two-hour film, I'm talking about 40 minutes of the movie that's right. boring and slow and right. heavy. And I, and I mean bad. And, and this is... Take those scenes out, and this is a three-and-a-half to four-star film for and me because we, it would have been so much better. We say this frequently. We do. <laughs> and and here, we're not here, right, here's the thing. So this movie is two hours and... Think something like a yeah. few minutes. But it's not even that. It's one fifty-two. Okay, well, it's just barely it's under, just under two yeah. two hours. And this is a movie where we have the screenplay. We we know right. the runtime we're gonna get out of that. Somebody wrote the original screenplay. Said, "All right, here's kind of a story." Yeah. Right. That had as as far as we know, obviously, it had more of the bad guy. Yeah. It had a little bit less of Loki to, right. to some degree. He got. Uh, expanded a little bit, but yeah. it had it had less of the bad guy, 
and we've got a screenplay, and it's, uh, you know, 90 minutes long. Right. And everyone said, you know what? You have it's to be longer. You have to make movies two yeah. hours. They have to be two hours. I don't know. Throw some here's, crap in. Right. Right. Make, <laughs> here's that. this Give scene. Make this right. hugely longer. And maybe that's what they did. But the problem with what they did was they did everything they shouldn't have done. And that's obvious anyway. But there's such an awesome dynamic in the film. Here's some stuff that really works. The family. You've got Odin. You've got Frigga, his wife, the queen, and you've got Loki and Thor. And there's a lot of tension that they don't play on very well there. Like if it had been, like we were talking about this, you know, last night as well. Thor is kind of a hard superhero to sell. It's all Shakespearean, you know, dust thou want my hammer, you know, right. that kind of thing. And one of the things that really works best is the family dynamic amongst gods. You know, even though they themselves are like, we're not gods, we can die. It takes us 5,000 years, but whatever, we'll get there. Right. And that's why loving a human is bad, and there's that whole sub-angle. But there was a lot of stuff that seemed to work really well with the mother and Loki, and the father and Loki, and the father and Thor. And one of the things that I thought was really best about this film is when we first saw Thor in the first film, he was at odds with his dad because he was too headstrong, thought his hammer and his fighting could fix everything. His dad's like, if you're going to be king, you've got to learn to rule through peace, not, not war. And in this film, he, he figures out, you really see Thor kind of mature and grow into this person that eventually, you know, could take the throne and defers to it. Because he's like, I still don't want it. I now know what I didn't know, and I was better off before. Like, Except that now his father has somehow, like, regressed right. into, you just kill everyone. Right, he's like, now And you're back, like, wait, what? There's a total <laughs> reversal here that goes. But if there had been more, like, family dynamic stuff, because what really winds up working, you know, like an hour and ten minutes into the film is Thor and Loki have to work together. And I thought it was a great idea when they were thinking about that stuff, Loki. That stuff was good. Like, when when like, they actually get to where uh, like a they, they get Loki out, right. out of prison, prison, and pretty much like the rest of it, all of that stuff up to, uh, I don't know, when they kind of go back to, to New come back to London. All that part in between that there, great. that was all great. Yeah. And this is, this is like brother and brother. There's animosity, there's jealousy, there's all this stuff, and they're dealing with the, the death of their mother, and they're both dealing with it differently. But there's a whole other thing there about their father, and if there had just been more familial stuff on Asgard or on Earth or wherever in the Nine Realms, whatever, don't focus so much on all this other stuff this film would have been easily four stars because there's a lot of stuff to be mined there for me. Right. With all that said, Except could they have done it, though? Even if, well, they'd, think, even if they'd uh, have tried, really, would they have ruined it? I'm really you know? talking about basically taking half the story, you know, because there's a lot of other stuff that happens. I'm taking, talking about taking half the story and just rewriting it and throwing it out, right. which in a weird way brings me to the comparison. This movie, the film that I'm not talking about that I wanted to see, but that I actually did see last night, reminds me of Star Trek. You know, you basically have Malekith, who's the villain of the week, who's got no motivation, who just shows up because there's a, well, there's right, a big, bright, powerful weapon that I must have because I have to destroy everything. He's, That's he's, his motivation. He's my pet peeve of villains. Right. He's, he's, he's the bad guy. He's the he's, villain who's just, uh, you know, there's no sense to him. Right. The, he doesn't actually have any motivation. He has a purpose, no motivation. And, and at, at this point, his motivation kind of doesn't even make sense exactly. because he doesn't have those dark elves to bring right. their world back to right. Right. because they're all they're gone. gone. There's he just gone because he killed them. All. There's just him and I mean, a few guys that he's got left on his ship or whatever. He but. reminds me this this whole 
and I, I'll focus more on Thor, give me 20 seconds, but the whole thing reminds me of either Star Trek Into Darkness or the first one, where you've got like a space miner who's got a grudge against one guy and will bring about Armageddon to you right. know, fix his you know, bad planet that was destroyed, or you've got half the film that which makes no sense, like with Khan, and the other half about you know, the Federation being militarized, which is awesome. Go with that. This film had two things trying to pound into each other and mash, and it just doesn't work. Right. It really doesn't. And the one that's the strongest is the one that should have been kept. And they, they couldn't do it. But what it felt like to me was a bunch of characters running around in support of Kirk, you know, who's Thor, while he's trying to stop Khan, who is Malkith, all the while getting this other thing. It just it felt very formulaic in a way. It, it's, uh, but th- there was a lot of it for me, uh, just kind of like what you're talking about, is – what they had were ideas of cute scenes they wanted to do. Yeah. And, well, and they the got thing. those on film and then said, you know, I don't know, make a story work around it. If, if I had made, if I could have said this was a four-star film, you would have gotten rid of the Chris O'Dowd scene, made the Stellan Skarsgård stuff a little better, because he's, he's important to how the end has to happen. But all the running around naked stuff is just for a joke. It's just right. a hee-hee-hee. All the stuff with uh, Natalie Portman's character, Jane Foster, she's got an intern and it's Kat Dennings. She's horrible. She's yeah. absolutely horrible. And every scene that she's in, like she's supposed to be there for the sole purpose of being comic relief. Everything she says is snarky or funny and supposed to be, but it isn't. And more, and more point, it seems more like when you're in a class and you got that guy or that girl who won't shut up and it, all they ever say is, that's what she said. Right. And they just, they're always mouthing off. They've got to have, have one sentence in. This is that character, and it's actually, like, wicked annoying. Right. She's never funny but one time. I'll give you the, when she looks over at Ian, who's her intern, and just is like, give me your shoe. Like, that was kind of funny. Right. Because they find a weird portal. But aside from that, you take her out, you take Chris O'Dowd out, you've got a half hour of new moments you rewrite the Stellan Skarsgård thing, and I'm looking at a four-star film. Right. All of that's fantastic. That, film, that's not that film film's never getting made, that's, though. That's not the film we saw. What we saw was a film last night that, that was a little better than average for me um, because I didn't come in, you know, again, I'm not teasing you about it, but, you know, you right. saw a great film before it. I'm not surprised right, that this right. wasn't that fantastic. I saw a little better than average film that had a potential and possibility of being really, really fun and interesting as a character study that just happened to have big battles. But I wasn't even drawn into the big battles except for the one kind of in the middle. Like, the end was too Star Trek to me anyway. Right. And the first ones were all like, it seemed to me like one of the Nine Realms was Middle Earth. Like, it looked like they were just fighting orcs from Peter Jackson's film. And that's okay, but I guess... Not not only that, but, you know, another thing for me, and once you've I'm really forgiving about stuff like this until you throw enough money at a movie. And then all of a sudden, yeah. I, then I'm saying, look, you're, you had all you're selling stuff, yourself right? as this movie that's got all this money. Right. Those early scenes when it did look like they were fighting the orcs and stuff, yeah. those looked like, you know, I, I don't know, un, unproduced right. dailies right. that were, you know, as all, like you could practically see golf carts in the yeah. background as we're like <laughs> shuttling people right. around and stuff. Yeah. They looked horrible. They looked like really, yeah. some of it looked good yeah. and some of it looked like, you know, you'd see off in the background, you'd see like a guy didn't look like he had his horns on straight or something. I mean, it just looked like cheap and weird. Guy. It, it looked it looked so weird and yeah. and as you go through um, the intro, yeah. which is this very weird 
exposition that we're going to get that's going to yeah. relay the information about the Dark, Dark Elves, Elves and, why they want the ether and, and, and the ether and the taking things over. And then you jump from that and and go right. into this thing where he has to like personally oversee all the battles on right. on all the nine realms and yeah. he and his cohorts of Asgard who go fight all of the bullheaded right. orc things, yeah. whatever. You go into those scenes and after a while I was like, you know, I could be watching Crawl right now. Right. And it and what would be the yeah. difference really? Right. Because it looked so weird. Oh. And it was I was are we gonna get to something at some point? Yeah. I was just It it was so weird, but for me, like I said, it's not even like there's exactly a ton of negatives. I just didn't have any positives. And uh, um, for me, one of the things that you know really kind of is a negative in a way is that just the screenplay itself. This is like you took uh, like three or four screenplays of you know, like 50s westerns yeah. and kind of moved some scenes around in them and kind of made it a, a little bit different than any one of them right. so that you're not exactly the same. And then just slapped like a Thor paint right, on it right. all. Yeah. And, and it's like it, the the story is, even though there are some interesting parts uh, with, I, I still feel like it's, it, it becomes very weird at the point where, uh, you know, Thor says, well then, what's the difference between you and right. and and Dad says right. I'm going to win, win. Yeah, I'm gonna win. and and you're like what really are yeah. you the guy yeah. from the previous movie right. who was saying whatever so all that seems very weird. There is some good stuff in there, but as far as the screenplay goes, it's it really the whole time felt to me like as though movies had not progressed at all in like yeah, seventy years, yeah. except that look how much shinier everything right. is and how we have these cool spaceship effects and, and it, battles and stuff like that. And and I just was a really weird kind of yeah. bored the whole Thor, movie. Thor's a hard property. We're getting pretty close, and I don't know if we really have to go over, but no. Thor's a real hard property to sell. It, it's almost as if you know Iron Man can do... Iron Man can carry any number of films, in my opinion, as long as Robert Downey Jr. is around. Right. And so can seemingly Captain America, which, by the way, um, because I'm thinking about it and not giving away stuff, there's a couple interesting things. If you're going to go see the film, there are two end credit scenes. I don't think you have to stay right. the last one. You right. the, the, the last the last one, one was goofy, there but there are two bonuses, right. and and it's kind of tricky because there's one where you wait for a little while, right. and then they have the bonus, right. right? And then it just starts running the credits, and then you go, okay, well we had our bonus, now we can go. but no, there's, there's a, one more. There's a double secret so, one after even that. Though you hated it, but to let anybody know who's going to go see it, there's there's two. And they there's are a, there. There's some interesting cameos in the film that are fun, you know. That being said, again, it was I don't know that I was really disappointed in it. I, I just think Thor's a really hard sell. He's almost like the greatest accessory to an ensemble piece. Like he belongs in the Avengers. He's really fun. Right. I don't know that he can carry a film on his own. Or I, I, I don't know that the they point, can I don't think write that they're it. writing the film that yeah. he can carry on his own because it really needs to be quite like hit, the film that Thor would be great in would be a um you know, not like a Mad Max kind of film. I don't mean like a futuristic thing, but I don't mean like it has to be flat out, you know, 
crazy pedal to the metal kind of stuff, but it has to be like a lot of family bloodshed, like royalty kind of thing. Right. Like it has to be mythological. He's a mythological character. I think. Right. I think if it was more like Braveheart than, you know, Lionheart, you know, or something right. silly like that. I mean, if it was just like that, it would be great. And he would still be able to slide into the Avengers. But as it is right now, this didn't really impress me beyond average. No. So uh, We are going to run out of time for uh, the live audience. Thank you very much for yeah. tuning in. And I think we, we are going to go over, like, maybe just a couple yeah. minutes uh, for podcasters to get a couple of minutes for them. Of, a couple of minutes of more stuff but the live show is right about to end thanks for tuning in yeah. we'll be back next week with uh i don't know more uh-huh. more great movie reviews right. and all that uh <laughs> share and uh tell all your friends and thanks again for tuning yeah, in thanks and i don't know what the time It'll is because the clock is screwy but so maybe it didn't just end but you know the thing for me like you were saying uh i feel like he almost could have been in an ensemble piece. Yeah. And and like you said, he does really work great in the Avengers yeah. because he only has to carry as much as he can His carry, life, right, yeah. right? And in this, he's kind of got to carry everything. But the weird thing is is that they're, they write the thing so weird. And not only because it's boring, but also because, you know, we've got all of his, uh, all of his sidekicks. Right. That we don't ever do anything right, with. Right. Why? Why do we even have them? They yeah. they are clearly uh, richer characters somewhere in the comics. In someone's there. notepad, yeah. who was you know at one point working on the screenplay or or something, right? Right. right. Otherwise, why would they show up at all? Yeah. I mean, but but we don't do anything with them. And when each of them, it, it's funny because when they escape, they each get like their little moment, right? And it's meaningless right. because you hardly remember who the person is or right. why they're even there. Yeah. And if you're going to do it, why not do it where they're right. actual right. characters? Because it, because they're not the big, they're not the big cell. They're not the of, big name. Yeah. But if you're gonna if you're gonna do it and have them in it, then then do it and right. have them in it. And there's you know there's a lot of the you know I don't even remember the the gatekeeper or right. I, I, Idris Elba's character whoever yeah. that is we got a whole lot of him yeah and i don't know that that helped a yeah. whole lot either some of it, that it, is fan it, service there's, you know, yeah some of there's really fans of the comic who are like where's sif why the, isn't there's she more important there's weird writing yeah. where uh you're you're taking a guy who works okay in the avengers mm-hmm. And trying to not only make him everything, but make sure he has to be everything. Right. Because we're getting rid of everyone else. And well, pe- people like Loki, so right. we'll do more Loki, and that'll be okay. Yeah. But we're going to have all these other characters show yeah. up for no reason, and, and it just doesn't work at all. It's like, it, you know, it's like watching the He-Man cartoon, right. and nobody else matters right. or whatever. It, but he just can't – he can't – pull you in enough right. by himself. In a, in a weird way, it's my problem with the Hulk and with Superman and any deity. You know, when you make a character that is so powerful, whether they're a god in name or they're just a god because we call them gods, in order for them to have a villain to fight because that's what people think a story has to have, you, it doesn't have to be, the antagonist doesn't have to be one person to battle. It has to be something oppressing. 
But in order for having somebody that Superman has to have a problem with, or the Hulk because he's so strong, or Thor because he's so strong, it, it's you have to make a villain that's so strong, right. a villain that's so strong and so unbelievable that they can just crack the world in half if they wanted. So why don't they? Right. When again, part of what I'm saying, at least for this film, and what goes with the Hulk and what specifically goes with Superman is when you have someone so tough. The object there isn't necessarily to give them someone to fight. It's to give them stuff that their strengths can't affect. Right. Family. You know, the stuff that really should be the most important stuff in Superman's fights should be that he can't save everyone all the time. And he can't save those that he loved, like his father and his mother and Lois and right. whomever. And, 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 Thor, and, and if, be, if you have a bad guy sometimes in Superman, it's not that they're taking on Superman. Right. It's that they're threatening. They are making it yeah. so that they're taking advantage of the fact right. that Superman can't, can't be everywhere. Right. right. And that would be that's when you challenge a, a hero, but that's when you challenge somebody's resolve, which is I I don't know how to do this. Like if I have to just punch you, okay, I can do that. Right. But with Thor, really, what happens is you have this dynamic of other gods who are just screwed up. Like, just because you're a god and super-powered with your lance or staff or whatever doesn't make you infallible. It makes you quite fallible, just more dangerous. Right. You've got a brother that's trying to kill you all the time and wants the throne. I mean, there's a huge story right there. And the trick for that also is that, you know, Loki, Tom Middleston's actually been really smart and said, look, I was the villain in one film, then I was the villain in the second film. I just can't keep being the same villain over and over again. You gotta, and I thought he was really smart when he talked to uh, Kevin Feige, who was the Marvel executive producer for stuff like this, and just said, I think the next time you see me, I have to fight with my brother. I have to, I have to kind of change. I have to be that mercurial guy, and it works. Right. Like what you were saying, that part of the film is solid, and it's really fun, and then you're into the film again until you've got to fight the big bad guy who's out to get the ether to destroy the right. universe because the universe, you know... That stuff's really lame, and it doesn't really engage everything. So. Right. It's, and but, and I mean, it's like there's, it's really there's, only so, there's only so evil uh, right. a villain can be, and he can only be after something so bad right. before it actually – you don't, actually don't care again. Right. It's all just a it's, MacGuffin uh, at that point, so we can have a destroying the city fight. And right. It's, anyway, like, it's like when you're trying to you – know, when you're telling a story and you're trying to get emotion out of people, you do yeah. this – you get a little emotion. You, right. do, you raise it up some, you get a lot of emotion. You raise it up again, you don't get any again. Right, yeah. and, and, well, and and that's hard, where we go here you know, because he's just yeah. he's just evil for the sake of evil. That's not interesting. No, I isn't. mean it 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 doesn't and it doesn't help sell you on being <laughs> no, entertained by the movie. And it's hard because it requires you know hard work. Like you have to be talented to write that story. And I'm not saying people that aren't writing these aren't talented. I'm just saying they seem to be going the easy way out, which is who's the action figure we can market the right. bad guy. They're, right. They're going. They're going a you weird know, way. And so, anyway, uh, anyway, we'll wrap up. But one of the things that I also want to say is. Uh, so that's clearly a problem that I had with the movie was yeah. uh, it, you don't get any engagement from the evil side really. It's right. it's almost like if you never saw him, it would be the same movie. You know, right. it's like yeah. if he were just this, if the ether itself was, was the, the bad, bad guy, guy that host. that would be right. okay. Yeah, and and also you know it's just boring. It is yeah. I, I just was so bored. It's weird when I, I wasn't this is not way, necessarily though. my movie anyway, right. my kind of movie. But yeah. you know, I thought the Avengers was yeah. really good and everything. But but if I'm going to go in this, I mean, for God's sakes, be entertaining right. there, and yeah. and not just like uh, you know sauntering along right. with all these early parts and everything. Yeah. But uh, you know, the other thing, and and I do have to say. Uh, Loki was really good and yeah. well done and well shifted because he, 
that could have gone wrong too because he sort he sort of does good right. or whatever, but he's still like true to who he is yeah. too. Yeah. He's still not just oh I woke up and now I'm a good guy right and now. so now I'll I'll fight for I'll the good guys. Good that, yeah. But um, you know the other thing about this movie ultimately for me thinking about liking it, not liking it, positives and negatives and all that stuff is it, not only was it boring, but it was so boring that you start looking at things in a different way, which I've kind of mentioned this once or twice yeah. before too, but then, you know, I, I won't give stuff away. Right. Right. But, it, you know, we've all seen Thor before where he'll get hit with, you know, the Empire State Building will fall on him right. and he'll just climb out of it. Right. Yeah. It beca- there are parts in this movie where it becomes weird what will and will not hurt them. Right. And, it, you know, Thor can basically, like, have a planet hit him. Right. And a lot of times. Right. And, and then all of a sudden the movie is so boring that you start going, okay, well, so concussive force actually can't hurt him. Right. It can kind of stun him a little bit, but right. there's no amount of punching him. Right that will do anything to him, no matter what it is. But if you have a dagger, right, and you just kind of go, I stabbed you, right. then, well, then it's all over. Then, then, then he falls yeah. down. And then, what, you know, if you want to get away with stuff like that, I better be really into the movie and <laughs> yeah. engaged. Because sometimes there are movies where you, you kind of go, like, ah, right, fine, whatever. who cares? I'll let you have that one. But man, this one is not it, no. because I just kept sitting there thinking, wait a minute. <laughs> because... I don't know. It's yeah. just it's it's weird, but it's almost like um, you start to wonder about things like when they're doing this escape, and they have their friends right. are are gonna hold off the guards yeah. because Odin says no, stop Thor, no one can right? Leave, right? Yeah. And then you've got all the guards. Wouldn't the guards all just go? Well, we know that we can't beat them up, right? So why would we even try? Right. Because know. we don't. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's just don't it, think about it too hard. It's uh, yeah, but and see, when you're just saying, sitting there for a long time watching Chris O'Dowd pick his teeth know, at the dinner table, then you go, well, I don't know. I got and, time to think. And in part, that's what I, I know. In part, that's what I was saying in the beginning to get us out of this, which is I think it's a popcorn film. I don't think it's supposed to be. You know, I think it is I too, it was, but it, was it doesn't work. It's disposable as a popcorn film. So anyway. Yeah, I don't know. It was. I'm sure lots of people will. Say, doing, oh, shut up, it's fine, no, and, it's, and everything. And it's doing but, real well this weekend. It's almost. But I, I was really bored, yeah. and I just, um, I just I couldn't. And I and you know, mom. it was. Uh, it's not like I hated the first movie either. No. So because that would be uh, that that would be another thing yeah. entirely. If somebody right. said even the first one was terrible, yeah. then. No. But the first one was okay. Yeah. But all right, so we'll, we will yeah. jump out of here. I, you know. Oddly enough, I don't know what the big I don't know what it is cell week, thing is next week, we'll but there out. will probably be several things right. next week anyway. But thank you uh, so much again for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Please, please share with all your friends and tell them about us and rate us on iTunes, subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, we will see you again soon. Thanks.
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. <laughs> 